Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for Kim. We thank you for uh, all those who have birthdays today. And Lord, just uh, an opportunity to celebrate, to be in your house together as a family. Uh, It's good to be together. Lord, we're thankful for the way that you have molded us and melded us and, uh, Lord, brought us into this community. We're thankful to be together in your house this morning to worship you. We're reminded, Lord, that you are good and you want good for us. This morning's passage reminds us that there are things out there, uh, Lord, that are evil. There are things out there that are disturbing, that are frustrating. And we're reminded, Lord, that you are bigger than those things. That those are just things. And that our relationship with you is so much more important. Lord, I ask now, you begin to erase those things from our minds. And we quit focusing on the things of the day, of the things of this world, and begin to focus our hearts on you. Lord, we thank you for your word. It's powerful. If we're willing to follow it, in your name we pray. Amen. This morning's passage is out of Psalm 37, the first part of Psalm 37. And I titled the sermon Simple Psalms, and the reason I did that, because there are some passages in Scripture that are kind of, you have to dig in to really find out what's going on, and there are some passages in Scripture that it tells you exactly what to do. It gives you this understanding, uh, like an A, B, C, or a one, two, three, right? And this, this psalmist, David, is sharing A one, two, three. Let me read it to you. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like the green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. When they carry out their wicked schemes, refrain from anger. And turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. May God add his blessing as we continue to sing this morning. Oh Lord, that that would be our heart. That we would be reminded how great you are in the midst of this dark and challenging world. Lord, we come to you because we know 
You are the rescuer. And we need rescued. We recognize, Lord, that this world is not our home. And in some very obvious ways these days, we can recognize that this is not all there is in this life. Brings to mind Paul's discussion while he's in jail trying to sort out whether he wants to live or die. And recognizing that what is after this is so much more than this temporal life we have. Lord, we thank you for your word. I ask, Lord, that you would be the one speaking this morning. That your words would be what we hear. That you would speak into our lives and remind us that we are loved and that you are working on our side. We thank you for the love that you have had for us and continue to have into eternity. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And if you're a kid, you can run. No. Right? Or skip if you're Lou. You can skip. Skip to my Lou. I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Just, just a matter of time. The thing is, he doesn't know it's coming. <laughs> Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Are you singing his praises this morning? Before I get started, I wrote myself a note so I wouldn't forget. I want you to do me a favor. I don't need to know, I don't want to, I'm not going to preach on the theology of baseball, okay? I'm not going to do that. But I want to encourage you to write in the comment section of your Connect card, uh, if there's a topic or a, an idea or a scripture that you would like, I would want, uh, let me put it to you this way, I would like to build a sermon series on just on some random uh, scriptures maybe that haven't been preached on, uh, maybe some ideas that we haven't talked about. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity for some feedback that way. Um, obviously, if you do 100, I won't be able to do 100, but, uh, but I, and I will pick and choose, so <laughs> just kidding. If I don't like your scripture, I won't do it, you know. But in all honesty, uh, I think sometimes it's fun, and I've been thinking about doing that. And, uh, but in order to do that, I have to have some material to think about. So uh, I, I thought it would be pretty cool that probably, I'm thinking midsummer, uh, late summer, uh, we'll, we'll do that. We'll put that together. So I, I just wanted to put that out there for you. I ask that you put that in the comments of your Connect card. That means you also have to turn in your Connect card for a few of those I know there's only a couple of you, but there's a couple of you who don't turn in Connect cards. Uh, I won't call you out, but I, I know who you are. <laughs> I, when I see you and Jen says, were they there? I said, yeah, okay, I didn't see that Connect card. We, we go through every row. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so today we're going to talk, and today and next week we're going to talk about some Psalms and and if you don't know, the Psalms are songs. Uh, this one happens to be a Psalm of David. 
uh, a song of David. David was a, a musically minded guy, and uh, so he would put his ideas, his thoughts, uh, to song. Not and and if I think about music today, how music works. Uh, I'm a music person. Like, I wake up, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but I wake up every morning with karaoke on my mind. Uh, there's always a song, and it always relates to something. Um, usually, I can't tell you what it relates to, and then she doesn't know either, but she thinks it's pretty ridiculous that I sing in her ear while she's still half asleep. Uh, music is a great medium, is it not? It's a great medium that we, we connect with. Um, we, it helps... To, I think to hear and to sing and to express that all at once. All, music is powerful. And I hope when you come to worship that music is powerful for you here. Now, it's impossible for it to be powerful if you refuse to sing. Right? Scripture says even the rocks will cry out if we don't sing praise to God. I encourage you, you can read. And if you need glasses bad enough that you can't see the words, let me know. I might have a pair. Worship is us expressing our gratitude to God. An opportunity for us to reach out and to share in a powerful medium. This passage this morning is an interesting one. We don't have much background to what, where it came from, except that it was later in David's life. But I have a question for you to begin the sermon. Have you ever felt like the world is spiraling into an abyss that we will never recover from? Anybody feel like that this week? That some of the decisions that are being made will do irreparable harm to our children and our children's children. Sound familiar? I'm always very careful, and I want to preface this illustration. I'm always very careful about the LGBTQ plus uh, area of illustrations, and I'll tell you why. It's not that I condone the actions of the LGBTQ plus uh, arena. I don't because I believe it's sin just like any other sin that Scripture tells us. But I'm always very careful because some, sometimes Christians can get on that bandwagon and uh, beat that drum and they forget that they have sin in their own life. And Scripture reminds us that sin is sin. So I'm always very careful because I know we have members who have family, and I want to be very careful and attentive to that. And I also know that those people in that, uh, in that area have been hurt very deeply. And so I'm always pretty careful. But I, but I was just absolutely um, irritated yesterday when my wife told me, did you see uh, that New York, uh, New York's PBS, Public Broadcasting System, started a new program. It's called Let's Learn. And the target uh, area is from three, the ages of three to eight. And the host is a drag queen. 
who is going to offer age-appropriate content aligned to educational standards for early childhood education, focusing on foundational rating and writing skills, literacy, math, science, social studies, and the arts. It will also support social-emotional learning for three- to eight-year-old viewers. Oh, and by the way, we'll show them the artsy side of being a drag queen. Two things bother me, bother me really bad. One, this is supposed to be public broadcasting. Two, we're talking about children who don't have the ability to sort out the rights and wrongs of all those things. Very, very evil. Very, very evil. And I use that illustration because the first two verses in this passage says, don't fret because of the evil that is of those who do uh, evil and wrong for like grass they will wither and like plants they will die. This is just one example of evil in this world that we're living. And I don't want to focus and I don't want to hang there because what happens is we begin to lose focus about what our mission is. Oh, and by the way, Scripture is pretty plain about uh, those who lead uh, young children astray. It says, anyone who causes these little ones who believe in me to stumble will be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and drowned to the depths of the sea. Church, we need to stick to the mission. There is so much stuff going on in this world. Last night we watched the news, and I don't watch the news much anymore. I have made it a point to watch the news less than usually once every two to three weeks. I'm done with it. If you want to read it and watch it, have at it. I'm not going to. I don't need it. But last night we were watching something, and the news came on. And you know it's a sad day when the national news says, you know, we don't very rarely say something good until the end of the service, until the end of the uh, news. We usually leave it for the last 20 seconds so you feel good about yourself after we've abused you for 29 minutes. But they said, but tonight you're going to get a special. Tonight is going to be good. We're going to tell you about something good at the beginning. Then we're going to give you 28 minutes of garbage, and then we're going to give you another 30 seconds at the end. It's a real shame. A real shame when the news recognizes in its own, itself that there's a problem with the way they do news. By the way, the, the, the good news, which is good news, was that there was the largest hospital, I think it was in San Francisco, uh, has no COVID cases, no COVID people in their beds. That was, and that is good news. That is good, great news. But I thought it was pretty sad that that had to be uh, announced as a special day. This passage, David's telling the listener, the one who's hearing this psalm, that there's going to continue to be evil and it will continue to be ugly and it will be frustrating. But don't fret, because they will get their due. 
The grass will wither. The green plants will die. Did you see the ball field as of late? A little bit of Roundup, right? Does wonders. <laughs> that was, it was beautiful green grass until we gave it a little shot of Roundup and dried up and went away. Church, we need more than ever to focus on the mission that God has called us to. And in order to do that, we need to look at what God is leading us towards and to remind us that the mission is not about what happens in the news or about the media or what happens around us. But it matters how we deal and follow God's leading in our life. Simple psalm. The reason it's a simple psalm is the psalmist, David, is exactly plain. He says, trust God and do good. Did you watch the video at the beginning? Did you catch the one cheek in it? Did you catch that? That's what we do. We, we offer God our life, and then we take it back. And then we want to know why God doesn't work in our life. We, we only half give it, and then we pull it back. All I have is, here God, but I'll take back this part. We don't want to give him everything. The problem is us. It's us. There's too much us in our relationship with God. Too much me and not enough God. And we wonder why he doesn't work in our life. It always ends the same. We have a backup plan, do we not? Like, God, I'm going to give you this plan. I need a new job, but if you don't, I'll, I'll make another plan. I'll give, you, I'll give you half of it, but I can't give it all to you. It's either trusting God or it's not trusting God. You don't get to be in the middle. Did you notice it was trust God first, do good second? Did you catch that? We live in a world that says just do good and, and you'll be okay. That if we have this scale, we'll be okay. Do enough good and you'll be okay. Give enough money to something and you'll be okay. Donate your time and energy and it'll be okay. David says, trust God first. And out of that trust, do good. Just want to remind you that a long, 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 long time ago, long before you and I breathed any air. Paul told Timothy, listen, Timothy, in the last days, there will be difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. 
Sounds like we could have wrote this today, right? There will be difficult times. Don't be surprised that your faith is being challenged. These are difficult times. And if you read scripture much, you're going to realize really quickly, it doesn't get better. It doesn't magically get better. These are difficult times that we're living in. Scoffers of God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, considering nothing sacred. So what do we do with that? We go to Scripture. We go to Proverbs. It says Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Memorize this verse. This is important. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. If you want to live the life that God has put in front of you, this is where you have to go. It's not going to get fluffy and it's not going to be unicorns and rainbows. The Christian faith is challenging, and rightfully so. And we watch in Scripture when you get to Revelation, what does he do with the lukewarm people? What does the Scripture say? I'll spit them out. They have no value. I'm not saying we're there, but I'm saying it's time to step up and live your faith. Get past the things of this world and trust that God still has a plan in today. He says, don't only trust him. He says, delight in him. Delight in the Lord. When you read a scripture that challenges you, that reminds you of something that needs to change, do you find any delight in that? Do you find joy in understanding that God cares so much that he put a verse in your path to change something that needs change in your life? Do you find any joy in that? Or are you begrudgingly reading that scripture and turning away? Let me help you understand. Maturity of faith means that you read a scripture, you put yourself into that, and you realize that God's only giving you that scripture to change the way you're doing something because it will honor him. It may not make you more comfortable. It may not feel nice and fluffy. Are you finding joy in this journey? Is getting up every morning a chore? Or are you finding joy in those moments? I'm going to tell you a little story. It was a really cool story, and I didn't know uh, Saturday morning? No. What's today? Sunday? Friday morning. Sorry. I'm t- 
Friday morning, I get up and I let my dogs out like I always do every morning. And I look out the window and I see something orange in the field. And I, what the heck is that? I know it's not, it's, I check the field all the time. It's never, it wasn't there. And I realize it's a fox and I've been seeing a fox pretty regular. Almost not every day, but just about every other day. And I see a fox on the edge of the, edge of the field and my dogs go out and they're clueless. They're within like 50 yards of this fox. And the fox just kind of, she just kind of goes like this and dogs have no idea. They come back, I call them back in, get them away. And I look back, I feed the dogs, I come back out, and there she is again. And then there's another one. So now I have a pair of foxes, which is really cool, because I've only ever seen one fox at a time. It was probably mom and dad. But I didn't know that at the time. So I got mom and dad fox out there, and they're just kind of hanging out. They're, they haven't really moved. They didn't move like an inch. All of a sudden, I see some the grass moving. And I grabbed the binoculars, and I got, there's two little pups. They're about this big. They're probably, you know, fox pups are really long and thin. <laughs> they look like little wiener dogs. <laughs> they're not real long-legged either. And they're out there doing exactly what pups do. They're grabbing mom by the face, and they're, and they're moving around, and they're just playing, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And so I assume they went back. There's a den. What I later found was a a den in that spot. And for an hour and a half, I was just absolutely enamored by these foxes who were out there. I told my wife it felt like National Geographic in my backyard, right? It was really cool. And in that hour and a half, I really experienced the joy of watching nature just kind of happen. Now, I know what happens to most of us. The day begins to take over, and the frustrations of the day weigh us down, and they get heavy, and they get challenging. So I'll ask you, are you finding joy in the journey that you're on? If you have kids, please stop and smell the roses. They grow fast. Before you know it, they're all grown up, and they have their own kids, and they no longer live with you, which, if you've got kids, that sounds great. Once you, once you don't have kids, it's not as great. Find joy in the journey that God has put you on. It's so easy to find the negatives. I can't help but think of that old hymn, Count Your Blessings, Right? We're so bad at counting our blessings that God has put in our path. Take time for your spouse. Take time for the joy in your life. God has put those moments in your life. That same morning I heard a turkey. It was hadn't heard a turkey all year. First time I heard a turkey. And I just couldn't help but think that God had put that turkey within hearing distance, a chance for me to hear that. Our moments in life don't last long. And then we're into the next moment, and we're into the next moment. And before too long, we're old. And we've missed this chunk of time where we couldn't find joy. We are not promised tomorrow 
Delight in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes we don't even know what the desires of our heart are. A lot of times. We think we know what the desires of our heart are. More money, more this, more that, more cars, right? The reality is that doesn't, isn't what makes us tick. I used to think that, uh, and I still love hunting, don't get me wrong, and I still too mu- do too much hunting, but I used to think that this verse was, obviously the desire of my heart is hunting, and so God's going to give me more hunting, and more hunting, and more hunting, but you know what happens after about, well, I take two weeks off every year, and when I get to the end of two weeks, I've had my fill of hunting. I want to come home and see my wife. I want to come and see my dogs. I want to get back to life at church. Some weird way, work is good, right? And so the desire of my heart is not hunting like I used to think it was. The desire of my heart is to serve God. And I encourage you to seek God and see what the desire of your heart is. It's not what you put in it. It's what he's put in it. And if you haven't felt that discipline that Scripture gives us, in Hebrews 12, 8, it says, if you are not disciplined, you are not legitimate as a child of God. So if you haven't felt the discipline of God working in your life, there's a chance that you might not be a child of God. Because the scripture says everyone undergoes discipline who is a true son or daughter of the Father. a great passage in Acts 16. Paul and Silas are in jail. And jail isn't like it was then. They're in jail for preaching the gospel, which meant the government had had enough of them. They were tired of them talking. And they said, we'll shut you up by putting you in jail, and we're going to leave you there. And Maybe that's where the idea of you can rot in jail came from. The plan was to just leave them, right? Paul wrote some of the epistles from jail. And what are they doing in jail at midnight? They're not whining about being in jail. They're praying and singing hymns to God. Talk about a testimony. Praise God in the middle of this mess. And all the other uh, prisoners heard them. And what a testimony it was. Finally, he says, commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord and he will help you. I'm not a good joke teller, so I probably should have Brentley come up and tell this joke. But you know the joke about the pig and the uh, chicken, right? Both got invited to breakfast. Right? 
Let me tell you the punchline because I'm a terrible joke teller. Punchline is this. One of them was involved. The other was committed. Great joke, huh, Brentley? Where is he? He'd be jealous. One of them was involved. The other was committed. Are you committed to your faith? See, if you're committed to your faith, then you are called to serve God. And Scripture is very plain about that. It doesn't say, well, if you ain't got nothing else to do, serve God. Or if you're not too busy with the things of life, serve God. Remember, our faith began with one man who came to this earth, who trained 12 men who would then lead and change the world. Each of us is called to serve. That doesn't mean we all will preach sermons. That doesn't mean we'll all uh, work on the grounds of the church. There are so many different options and opportunities. But we're all called to serve in some way. In church, it's time for us to serve God like we've never served Him before. Time is short. You know, we always think that we got a long life, and our life is going to be this really long thing, and when I'm 20, I'll serve Him when I'm 30, and when I'm 30, I'll serve Him when I'm 40. When I'm, I, you know what I'll do? I'll wait till I'm retired, and then I'm going to serve Him 100%. Scripture says God's plan is to serve from here from the moment we become believers, we're called to serve God. And so my challenge to you is, where are you serving God? And it doesn't have to be within these four walls of Greenfield. There are lots of op opportunities and lots of paraministries and lots of moments in time where we can stand in a line at Walmart and serve God. I'm not asking you to find another ministry to be involved in. I'm asking you to give your life to God. And finally, he says, if you'll do those things, that's where you'll find rest. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. That is where we'll find rest. Jesus says in Matthew, come to me all we're weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Some of you came this morning running a million miles an hour. Now you're sitting down, so I can't tell who it is, right? But you know what I'm talking about. You woke up this morning, and the anxiety was bang, 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 bang. What am I going to do? And as soon as I get out of church, I got this and this and this and this and this. And how am I going to pay the bill? And what about the tire on the car? And I need it inspected. And there's no rest. You work so hard to get tired, to close your eyes, to put your head on the pillow, to wake up running 100 mile an hour tomorrow morning, and the next morning, and the next morning, and the next morning. And there is no rest. Rest. 
Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we got to give it to God and be okay with where we are. We got to trust that He has a plan. We got to delight ourselves in the Lord and commit our lives to Him. And that's the way you're going to find rest. question is, will you take a chance? For some of us, we say, well, I, I made that decision as a seven-year-old, and now I'm 40. But I made the decision as a seven-year-old. And I'll ask that question. Are you serving God? Are you doing what God wants you to do? And you can answer this question on your own. Do you have any rest? Have you found God's rest in your life? If you haven't found God's rest in your life, you need to do something different. For some of us, we've been running and running and running. And we're getting tired and we're getting worn down. Let me tell you, there's only one place to find rest, and that's at the foot of the cross. You can try to find it in all kinds of things, in busyness and money and alcohol and drugs and pornography, whatever. There's only one place to find that rest, and that rest is found in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you have delivered us. Oh, Lord, that we would allow ourselves to be delivered. Lord, I pray for this community of faith this morning. Lord, there are some who have been running and running and running. And it's time for them to stop. You have been crying out to them and calling them and nudging them and moving them and still, Lord, they fight. Lord, I pray this morning for those who haven't made a decision to follow you. Who haven't made a decision that aren't sold, Lord, that you are the one that they could put their trust in. I ask, Lord, that you would encourage their heart this morning. That they would come to the altar, not for show, not for uh, fame, not for anything other than to meet you. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage their heart to grow. And for those, Lord, who have faith and have gotten off track, I pray that you would encourage their heart as well. And Lord, that you would challenge each one of us to remember the mission that you have put in front of us. In your name we pray. Amen.